This contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Isn't it funny how similar the Iron Sheik sounds to Arnold Schwarzenegger? Mm, very true. So he had to say his his name quite yeah. a lot, as if to remind himself who he yeah. was. I am the Iron Sheik. Pop icon, but why is the pop icon so angry with you? The thing I'm confused at is the fact that WrestleMania 33 is in fact next year at 2017, so being the Arabian not 2016, we're already out of date by that point. Well, I did uh, tell him to stop taking all these drugs, but he just doesn't listen. Delicious irony. That is it. I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Hello. Um, welcome to the Iron Man show, the wrestling podcast. Your problem the... is he's going to get himself kidnapped if he ain't careful. This yes. is the thing, you know what I mean? Well, this, this isn't going to happen. I mean, he hasn't got the resources to kidnap me. Well, you say like that. General but... Adnan. Oh. Mm. And let's be honest, nobody has seen Sergeant Slaughter for quite some time. <laughs> that is true. That, that's... that is oh. true. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, never mind, never mind. Anyway, uh, so back to the intro. Hello, welcome to the Iron Man Show Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I am the real deal, Simon Pryor, and joining me are... The Fallen Angel. And... Apparently, I'm a future kidnap victim as well. It's me, I'm Joey. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, this week we're doing something slightly different in the Monty Python sense, and we are looking at King of the Ring. King of the Just Ring. Generally, I mean, Just the, uh, the pay per view style. Yeah. King of the Ring. We we do have option in future to cover more King of the Ring content, yes. but for now we're focusing on a few uh, various uh, specific areas of the King of the Ring. It's the of the King of the Ring. Yes. So uh, the last time we spoke about King of the Ring, shall we start off with the abysmal pay per view that we all watched? The uh, botched the Broadway. Well, or, I mean, or would you like to move on to uh, something else? I'll, I'll let you take your pick. I mean, from I mean we just need to say what we're we're going to look at the King of Ring. The King of Ring uh, tournament, first of all, I think we need to introduce, was introduced yep. in uh, 1993 as WWF's version of going to um, a th- five pay-per-views a year, effectively, wasn't yeah, it? So, it, was, um, um, it never really took off, though, I don't think, compared no. to the other pay-per-views. It was always sort of like a, a B-rate pay-per-view compared to the others. Um, well, have you seen most of the King of the Ring? Well, this is it. Um, I, I, I know that I probably won't be watching many of them for a while after the last few weeks of research. Oh, this. yeah. Um, but 
Obviously, I think the problem with it was was that uh, you put your talent. I use that word lightly in some cases. <laughs> talent in a pay per view um, where there aren't necessarily any real feuds, no real storylines going through, and they have substandard sort of raw, maybe standard matches um, with the occasional beaut of a match. Yeah. But um, most of the time, it Excuse wasn't me, I'm just anything. Changing really chairs. Worked. Sorry. Oh, look at this. Unprofessional. I know. Uh, yeah. This is an average. Um, do you think we should start the clock? I think we should probably start the clock here yeah, because that would have been the way. Okay, yeah, okay. so. Um, yes, yeah, so let's go through it first of all. So we, we decided to do a couple of things for this um, for this pay per view. Uh, pay per view. <laughs> You're paying for this apparently, um, yeah. but for this one we start only on the WWE Network. <laughs> oh, we started off by then doing. Um, I think we should do the the, the big one first of all. So botched to Broadway. Yes, um, King, King of the, of the Ring. Ring, 1995. Well, <laughs> well, uh, well. I mean, given a choice because we uh, last time we discussed this, we had a choice between. King of the Ring 95, yeah. or you gave I me the choice. I gave you the choice. Of King of the Ring 95 and King of the Ring 99. Now, King of the Ring 99 was chosen because Billy Gunn won that year, yeah. and he's my man. Although, exactly. I will come yeah. back to that point later. But, but, so but I, you decided to go the other way, because typical King, real deal style, you thought old school... I want to go back in time. Yeah. And Huey Lewis chose, style. Yeah, and you chose 1995 over 1999. Now, I'd like to say... You gave my, me those yeah, choices. Yeah, well, my memories of 1999 is that it was a half-decent King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah so why give me a choice then? Come on. Well, you chose 95. You should... yeah. Again, as I said last time, I had never seen King of the Ring 95 at that point, so I felt it worth watching. However, oh, having yes. now watched it, well, let's let's go. I can't quite say that I did. It. Um, it start if uh, if you just let me just yeah, pull this. But it started off. Bonus match. Well, no, no, but let's go even before that. Oh yeah, I can't, remember, I can't remember the city is here, which is why I wanted you to look it up there. But um, it starts off. And I said Detroit. There, I think it is Detroit, and they're in a blimp over Detroit. <laughs> um, dreadful filming. Um, Quite why they thought that was... Oh, no, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It's not oh, another lovely American city yeah. as well. Philadelphia is the, uh, the Rocky link, which yeah. is where Savio Vega... Um, so, it. Tw- June, the tw- June the 25th, 1994, five, uh, it started off in this blimp, and then it cut to some female announcer whose name I have no idea what she is. I don't uh, know if oh. um, But she looked like she died 10 years earlier, basically. <laughs> well, it was um, the 90s. Oh, it looked like. Um, I just couldn't, you know, I don't know why they thought, what, where they thought she'd come from. You know um, what? There's no mention of that on. And she announces, in which case I thought, oh dear. She announced that we had a bonus match to start yeah. the event. So not only a Coliseum home video. <laughs> not only did we get to watch the whole of the King of the Ring '95, we got a bonus match, mm. uh, which was Savio Vega versus Erwin R. Scheister. Um, yeah. It's a qualification match to get into the uh, the the tournament proper. Now, with King of the Ring '95, yeah, they set the whole show up as a uh, rags to riches uh, underdog winning the tournament type story for Savio Vega <laughs> now the, correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> you think they but, might win it <laughs> well n- not just that but correct me if I'm wrong but doesn't that need the audience to care about mm. Savio Vega that's a good point yeah. and again correct me if I'm wrong but did the audience 
for King of the Ring 95 at any point show any interest in no. what they were watching. Um, and did, I always... I, I, I didn't mind Savio Vega that much, um, but he had no character, which is a problem, I think. He was um, Hispanic. Well, I used to think he was D'Lo Brown. I always think he was the same person. Which is, <laughs> oh, you better recognise. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, but they don't actually look anything like it. Do you no. I just thought it was the same person. No. Or I think it's a similar build, actually. No, yeah. Well, um, but even though, I mean, Savio Vega, the only time he ever had any personality, really, apart from the, the time he was waving like the Chilean flag or whatever it is, yeah. was, uh, it was, was when he went heel. followed by, uh, yeah. by Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah, who had uh, sore ribs. Who had sore ribs that day. So yeah. he was complete. He was... He was um, Contractually obliged. He was cleared for one match, but he wasn't allowed to compete in the tournament Mm. series of matches. Well, if the WWF really cared about their fans, then they would have put him in a match because it would have made the pay per view better. Better. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, let's let's just break down the the brackets for for the tournament. Well, so Savio Vega, first of all, this was a qualifying match, yes, and he got through and he beat. What I was quite interested in, which I don't know if we've got here, was the the um, the qualifying matches where they kept showing clips from. Oh, and they were oh, yeah. all just like dreadful. It's I mean, that was the the run not, up. Not so much the match quality, but the the, the picture quality yeah. and the, the footage mm. they gave us. I think they may have deliberately mm. downturned the quality of that. The footage, other thing but... before we go on to the brackets, um, I think old Joey, you'll uh, you'll know this as in being one of your old comrades. Oh, um, but uh, the commentary. Oh. God, no, was, oh. Oh, no. oh, no, he's there. Vince McMahon and uh, handsome Doc Hendricks. Oh, oh. You're called Michael Hayes. Why, why are you, are you not... Doc Hendricks? Yeah. Also, as well, uh, backstage, Todd Pettingill. It was oh, that yeah, era. Yes. Oh, dear. Never forget the Pettingill. Yeah, no, no one will ever forget the Pettingill. Right. Um, and the so, woman whose name who nobody can Do you want to talk us through the brackets yeah. of the King of the Ring? So the... And I always love the King of the Ring. Sorry to interrupt. The two lions at the start, <laughs> and it's playing that regal, crappy regal music. That, that is absolutely horrendous and is not regal in the slightest. She's rubbish. Yeah. So let's go through the brackets. So Savia Vega beat uh, Owen Arshister IRS in the qualifying match with a spinning heel kick. Mm. So those are brackets down there. These are the brackets down here. Oh, those so, are the qualifying matches. So in the first round, Adam Bomb took these, on Mabel. So this was before the pay per view on TV. Yeah. So Adam Bob took on Mabel. Now, could you imagine the quality of that match? Well, look at the, the match list. One minute 54. One minute 54. The so, Bomb Squad versus Mabel. Yeah, uh, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett Jarrett. versus The Undertaker. Uh, Karma against Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Oh, oh dude. Uh, uh, King Kong Bundy versus Shawn Michaels. Even really? that would have been bad. Yeah. Uh, Bob Holly versus Mantor. Now, now wasn't Mantor Bastion Booger? Yeah. <laughs> Mm, could have been I believe it was I believe it was it uh, wouldn't surprise me yeah. the, the body shape the, yeah. it's worth pointing out as well that this is a race car era Bob Holly not yes with, with, with his long sparky blood. yes oh. with yeah. his long flowing and locks and his great big ball punch <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah how uh, did how did we're going to have to look at Bob Holly at some point how did Bob <laughs> Holly survive from 1994 to 1999 as Sparky Plug and, and Bob Holly like before he became hardcore because um, it was dreadful. It was absolutely diabolical. Well, I remember the yeah. first match as a kid watching him come out and go, oh. 
well, maybe maybe it's the Brooklyn Brawler effect. I mean, the Brawler was always popular backstage, but well, uh, yeah. he was just there as a development talent. So maybe that's well, the issue well, with, he clearly uh, was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next next in the bracket was uh, the Roadie against Doink the Clown. Oh, this don't forget was the Roadie before the Road Dog learned to wrestle. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, when he had his uh, cornrows mm. and everything. Uh, oh, look at the next Lex one. Luger against Yokozuna. Apparently, oh, Lex yeah. Luger was counted out. So. Uh, yeah. I think he was on the wane at this point in his WWF. Uh, uh, and this next one explains why um, there was a um, an early match, um, a, a bonus match, because Razor Ramon took on Jacob Blue to win, but Razor Ramon then got injured, yeah. and hence IRS versus Savio Vega kick-started it. Um, did you get the feeling? I did, but I might have just been hoping... <laughs> During this whole pay-per-view, I couldn't remember this. I had watched this, I think, at the time. This might have been my last pay-per-view in a number of years. I think this totally didn't really engage my <laughs> yeah. interest. Did do you much, um, much fav- many favours? I there. had this feeling that for the whole pay-per-view, Razor Ramon was going to support his friend and then turn on him. I got that feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah didn't yeah. happen. No, um, <laughs> it would have made it a bit more interesting. But then, so let, let, let's go through the, the final eight and let's just look at the quality of, of the wrestlers mm. that we have on, on, on hand here. So we've got Mabel. Yeah, we've got the Undertaker. Okay, fair yeah. enough. We've got uh, the uh, Karma, the Karma, the Extreme Fighting Machine, yeah. otherwise known as the Godfather. Yeah, um, Papa Shango yeah. to an extent. Uh, so we've Michaels. got Shawn Michaels. So yeah, quality there, Shawn yeah. Michaels, Bob Sparkplug, <laughs> the Roadie. Yeah. That's a classic match. Yeah. Yokozuna and Savio Vega. Yeah. Now, if I was if I was booking this right, oh, the the quality of the uh, the card and the the roster in '95, was... it makes me want to garrot myself. Yeah, yeah, it does. If I was booking this, now logical booking, right, would be you put the Undertaker through, and then you put uh, so Undertaker Mabel Undertaker goes through. Yep. Karma Shawn Michaels. Well, Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels goes through. Even at this what era, what a brilliant but... semi final match that is. Early yeah. Undertaker Shawn Michaels match. Yeah. Undertaker wins that, goes to the final. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Okay, so let's go. Then you got Bob Holly and the Roadie. Well, uh, at that point, Bob Holly was just atrocious, so it's got to be the Roadie. <laughs> Yokozuna <laughs> versus Savia Vega. Savia Vega gets through. Yep. Then um, Savia Vega gets through again. So it's Savia Vega versus the Undertaker. And strangely enough, Undertaker's either going to become King of the Ring here or yep. Savia Vega. They can either cheat to get Savia Vega through. Or The Undertaker wins because Razor Ramon turns on um, Savia yeah. Vega. That would have been a much better pay per I've just booked that in 15. I didn't think that before this show. No. I've just come up with that looking at the brackets. Yeah. Instead, what <laughs> happened was this. So, so first of all, they had the, they had the, they had the qualifying match. Now, any logic here about giving someone a bit of time to have a rest, mm. you know, but they didn't do that, did they? Because no. didn't Savio Vega come out for the first match yes. in the pay-per-view as well? Yeah. Looking sweaty and exhausted. And it, so you have a tired Savio Vega versus Yokozuna, who looked like he'd just eaten um, someone out. Yeah. Um, and he, Which is ironic. He's getting bigger and bigger at this point, Yokozuna yeah. is. Um, what do you think of that match? Uh, to be honest... It wasn't a bad opener, all things <laughs> it considered. Wasn't. I wonder if you were going to um, say that. Yeah. It, it could have been a lot worse, but somehow the fact that you've got the uh, David versus Goliath sort yeah. of situation there, that sort of worked. It, and they, they didn't overplay it as well. And they, they didn't... Um, they didn't ruin the uh, the build-up and they... 
hinted at Savio Vega beating Yokozuna with the spinning heel kick uh, finisher yeah. that he did on IRS, which didn't work. And they finished it in a rather sensible manner as well. So I'm, I'm quite surprised yeah. that I liked I it. Did, I did think Yokozuna was so big at this point that he he looked exhausted by the time yeah. the match started, which is obviously... <laughs> he got to the ring, he just went, no. Um, okay, so that one, yeah, I thought... Could you remember that match? Can you remember what yeah, you meant? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I, I mean, was surprised I was, by that one. I was disappointed to see Savio Vega again so very soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem. Mm. You know, we had the bonus match, and by the end of the bonus match, I'd had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we had—I um, can't remember the next order of it, but let's go through. Um, let's go. Let's go top, yeah. uh, bottom to top. So then we have Bob Holly versus the Roadie. The Roadie being managed by Jeff Jarrett. Oh, so yes, everyone's uh, well, not managed, but supported by Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah. What a a lineup, eh? What a lineup! Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't even remember it. Uh, I do remember, I remember it, it bad, but I can't. Yeah, I don't remember it being great. I remember a few points where the roadie was showing off, and uh, he, Vince and Doc Hendricks were saying he should go for the cover, and he didn't. And, I mean, uh, God, that commentary was awful. Yeah, it? for the whole page. So bad. Yeah. I wanted, I'd rather listen to the Spanish commentary, you know. Yeah. That's like, it was, well, that know, might be an option on yeah, the network, you never know. Um, then we go to Karma. Uh, go on, sorry. Just, yeah, I was going to say, as soon as I heard the commentary start after that first match, I watched the whole page with him on mute. <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. I was like, no. You, you particularly, <laughs> this and we will get happen. to the bottom of this one day, you particularly hate Handsome Doc Hendricks, don't you? And you often still call him Handsome Doc through his face, which we must come back to that point. <laughs> but anyway, then we go to uh, yeah. Karma versus um, a young and up-and-coming HBK. Yeah. Now, the the thing I want to just ask you before this, well, mm. actually, no, talk me through, what do you think of this match first? Well, they played it out to a 15-minute time limit draw, so that was an interesting twist on the formula, given that it really gave Mabel a buy into the final at that point. Because which, Mabel couldn't have done three yeah, matches in one night. Yeah, yeah. Ironic, really. Yeah. I mean, they, they could have given that uh, role to a Razor Ramon, really. Or was, um, was it to protect both characters? Because oh, they didn't yeah. want to destroy Sean, and they didn't want to destroy Karma, because he well, was still quite a heel at that point. Yeah, Karma yeah. wasn't really going anywhere, though, was he? But, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, the... The match itself, I don't think they did too badly. No, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, yeah. it, it Went had, on a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, you guess 15-minute time limit. Yeah. Um, but it had a decent back and forth. My only problem with it was that having watched a bit of early WCW recently yeah. as well, is that they very heavily emphasised in WCW the time limit of the yeah. match. And a lot of the matches played out to the time limit, so they, they did the Broadway thing. Yeah. And... That results in the last minute of the match of everybody trying desperately to get a pin, even yeah. though they're clearly not going to get a pin for because yeah, yeah. their opponent's not sort of you know out of it. And that's what happened at the end of this match. And at that point, I think 10 minutes was enough. Yeah, I think it was quite a good, decent match. I, 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 I think they could have done more with Karma. That's oh, yeah, that yeah. character. Yeah. I'd it, forgotten about Karma. Yeah, his whole character, as far as I, I remember, was that he uh, stole the Undertaker's own, melted it down, made it into a gold chain. Yes. And then once that storyline was pretty much... And that storyline lasted for ages and yeah. ages. And um, then he became a pimp with it. Yeah. Um, and then he sort of disappeared. But, and I remember when the Undertaker got his own back or whatever, it became a stupidly big urn. And mm-hmm. it was just became ridiculous, as if like they'd blown it up into like yeah. uh, 10 times the amount of gold. Um, the comic I thought, I thought that was a pretty decent match. I think what's interesting at this point is um, 
why on earth wasn't Shawn Michaels the champion by this point in this company? Because at this point, he was clearly the best talent in terms yeah. of wrestlers they had. Obviously, Undertaker's good, but Undertaker was still in his pretty slow character at this point. Yeah. He was speeding up a bit, but Shawn Michaels was by far the best wrestler on that card by you, a mile. You know what the absolute mile. You know what I think the issue was is Vince McMahon likes the, the big, big guys. Yeah, the big guys as the champion. He didn't want to hand. Yeah. Was, they were building him at this. Point, oh yeah, yeah. But, the, but it was, it was a slow year earlier. But I mean, it's still. He got there in the end. I mean, mm. it was only another, what, 12 months or less than 12 months yeah, before. Yeah, next WrestleMania yeah. was. So, so it, it, it was on well on the way. On well, the, he had really went but... the WrestleMania earlier, the yeah. 11, the WrestleMania yeah. earlier when Diesel yeah, beat yeah. him. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I could see why, <laughs> foolishly, in 1995, they decided to push Mabel and Savio Vega. <laughs> Because the audience didn't care for either of them, so that, that well, seems, just, it's, it's like audience apathy. I think it was, this was a point I think where obviously fans were really losing interest in wrestling because you look through that crowd when they did the panning crowd shots or from the blimp that was mm. inside. Yeah. What was with that? That was a big thing right until the late nineties, yeah. wasn't it? The in in the blimps. blimps. Yeah, um, I believe it was a security thing actually that they filmed yeah. the crowd, but. Uh, why? Why they always showed you? You just think who cares, you know? Um, but what? What was I saying? I forgot now. <laughs> <laughs> why? Um, you didn't get that far. I was just saying how rubbish it all was. Really, mm. you know, the crowd that was it. The crowd. Um, they weren't that interested. I think mean, you're right. And it was a. It was still a very young crowd yep. in terms of which they're trying to get now again, obviously. Um, but it was almost like they were just going on a local wrestling show. Mm. For and it was just like oh. Horrible times. At the same time as well, shortly after this, I think it was, was it around September that Nitro launched for WC yeah. Dubs. So yeah. um, that was, I think, a sea change in, in well, how they approached it. it with their tiny ring. Yeah, with their <laughs> tiny ring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then finally in the quarterfinals, Mabel against The Undertaker. Yeah, and look at the length of that match. I think that's got to be Mabel's longest match, and I've studied yeah. a lot of Mabel matches recently. <laughs> um, Mabel was in a, over 10 minutes, um, and Mabel beat The Undertaker by pin. Um, I believe, I can't remember now, but people got involved in there. Yeah. Uh, karma running. Yeah, karma, yeah, there was yeah. karma running. Yeah. Mo was at ringside as well. Yeah. with his. Uh, you see, you could tell that men on a mission had gone evil at that point, yeah, because they the, died And they'd hair. lost the manager. Yes. The, the turn of the manager, yeah. they? Yeah. Um, it was probably the best thing they had going yes. for him, John. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what a dreadful match. Yeah. You know, just like... I think The Undertaker did his best, but I mean, it's Mabel. you so. got to feel for The Undertaker. It was around that time, they just kept pulling out all <clears> these, like, big monsters for him to take on. Yeah. Yeah, think about it. Round around WrestleMania, or Royal Rumble 94, we had Joe Kazuna. He'd already beaten... Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez, oh, Kamala. Um... He then came back and he had obviously his feud with Karma. He took yeah, with himself, himself on first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, SummerSlam 94? Yeah, went yeah. back and took on Yokozuna and beat him. Then he's he's had King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania. Yeah. Now he's had um, Mabel, which he has then a feud with. Because Mabel's a person that breaks his face, which mm. is why he has his orbital bone, and which yeah. is why he had to have that mask on. Um, and then he, he, he tops it all off. WrestleMania 12, he then has to take Diesel on. Yep. Um, and then I'm sure there's a load of others. And eventually he goes all the way to Psycho Sid. Oh, um, dear, dear, dear. Psycho Sid with a P or an S? No, well, we just <laughs> don't know. Um, so there we go. So Mabel went forward um, yeah. and so then got a boy because into the final. Shawn Michaels yeah. and Carl was a draw. So Mabel had, so far, he'd had uh, one match of the night, which was the worst match of the night, I would say, at this point. Yep. He, he, against The worst match of the night against The Undertaker. Yeah. 
And um, now we're setting yes. up for a final of Mabel versus either the roadie or Savio Bagel. Well, at this point, <laughs> I was salivating with excitement. Oh, yes. Uh, I had to wake myself from the coma I'd slipped into. <laughs> Um, just to uh, to get to the end of the pay per view, but uh, in fact the the event was that bad I had to watch it in two parts. Yeah, this is very rare. I I think I watched it in more than two parts. <laughs> I watched most. I could of believe it. it. And then the last, I couldn't face the main event, which we'll go on to a minute. That Let's go on point. to the final of the King of the Rings, though. Um, yeah. So Savio Vega versus the Roadie. I can't remember that match. Um, I, it was entirely forgettable. What well, Savio Vega won to set up this underdog story, as you said. In Philadelphia, of all places, you yep. know, where Rocky came out, you know, the Italian Stallions, and then we've got the Latino sort of star coming in. And then we had this match, which was Savio Vega versus Mabel. Yeah. Um, Happy day. I was still talking to the, the list. I, I've got the list of the matches. In yeah, the we'll talk about that. But let's go for the uh, dismay. For yeah, so Savio Vega, Mabel. Oh, no. Just, <laughs> it was just poor, wasn't it? Yeah. It was dreadful at this point. I was, I was probably about ready to put something through my TV. I mean, in terms of noticeable points of this match... Put Mabel through your TV. No, that that brings the house down as well. Yeah, you wouldn't have a house left afterwards. In terms of noticeable points from this match, Hmm. there weren't any. No, none at all. It's a total bella. So Mabel wins the King of the Ring... um, then he goes <laughs> with the, the massive cloak. He goes and puts the massive cloak on, which for anyone that would have been there, they would have gone, "Oh, there's a Mabel's in with this." Yeah. Then there's a bit of a um, a bit of a, a a shouting match between Mabel and um, I can't remember. Was it Razor Ramon or was it Savio? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it might have been both of them yeah. at some point. I think they and all just the one, two, three kid just again. appears for, <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Um, and actually, what what it looks at this point to be fair. It looks like the faces are um, pretending they're heels because they've got no reason to be there having <laughs> a go at him. A few years before, when Jerry Lawler interfered with Bret Hart's coronation, yeah. everyone was really angry. But yeah. now it's all acceptable. And then, um, and then Maple still stomped them all anyway. So, and what this led towards then, of course, is a SummerSlam main event for Maple, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Uh, um, so um, that is another one that but, I've never SummerSlam '95. Yes, yeah. But another yeah. nice link there. Then there were other matches on the card, including. Yeah. Brett the Hitman Hart versus Jerry the Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler, in a kiss my in a foot, kiss match. my foot match. And Jerry Lawler had prepared his royal feet for this. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was God a awful. rancid, awful sock. Yeah, bloody chapped feet. So, um, do you I want to talk for that? Well, there's not much to talk about, really. I mean, it was uh, a relatively solid technical match. Uh, I mean, Bret Hart always delivers, and Jerry Lawler's always uh, value for money as well. Uh, Beyond that, I mean, it was all building up to clearly Bret Hart making <laughs> Joe Lawler. Well, there was no way it. that Bret Hart was ever going to lose that match, no, was it? No. Let's take one of the company's top faces and make him stick his, his Joe Lawler's foot in his mouth. No chance no. was that ever going to happen. You no. know? Um, so, so it was the other way around. But I mean, the, the, the piece de resistance for me <laughs> was not only that Bret Hart made. Jerry Lawler kiss his foot, but he also made Jerry Lawler kiss his own foot. Yes, obviously, that was the best bit, yeah. Which is... Um, the comedy genius. Yes. Um, and, uh, Jerry is shaking his head with disgust. And then uh, cut to backstage later with Jerry Lawler throwing up. Yes, yes. Classic so, uh, pay-per-view uh, entertainment, that. Yeah, and then that just sets us up for the, the main, the main event. event. Oh, dear. 
17 and a half minutes of torture. Diesel, the champion, um, teaming up with um, a freshly faced following the worst WrestleMania event, Bam Bam Bigelow. (laughs) um, Lawrence Taylor. After he'd lost to Lawrence Taylor, kicked out of the corporation. So now Bam Bam and Diesel were in a team together to face... The evil Tatonka, the evil Native <laughs> evil American, yep. um, and Psychosid with Ted DiBiase, oh, and they're dear. called as part of the Million Dollar Team. <sighs> um, and the whole going into this matchup, which then meant the whole the interview beforehand, which was dreadful, followed by the commentary, was also dreadful. Oh, Tatonka and and Psychosid have been in a tag team match before, but a freshly returning Diesel from injury and Bam Bam Bigelow have never teamed before. Will it make a difference? No. No. And did the pay per view make it? Di- did the main event make a difference to anything? No, no. no. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Bam Bam Bigelow is a face. Okay, I can, I can, I, I can swing I with that. I quite like Bam Bam Bigelow yeah. in terms of what he'd done in WWE. I think by the time we saw him in um, Spring Stampede '99, yeah. WCW, he'd oh. slowed down. <laughs> time had passed him by. Yeah, but. I think a lot has to be offered to Bam Bam Bigelow. He's a, quite a good high flyer for the yeah. size he was. And yeah. he's not a he's not a Kevin Owens big. He was mm. big, you know. Yeah. And he it's and as he got like... older, he seemed to get a bit more high yeah. flying because he wasn't like that in like WrestleMania you know, four or whatever it was. No, no. It, was the... it, it was a bit like uh, the Big Boss Man as well in that respect. Yeah. He was always a big guy. I mean, he wasn't as big as Bam Bam, but he did a lot of the no, not so much the the high flying moves that Bam Bam used to do, but certainly the the high impact stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of that going on. I mean, on, he, he was missing his main squeeze at this time, Luna Vachon. Oh, yeah. Dear, dear, I mean, dear. the... the Let's not go there. Um, but the the thing that really made me giggle for the, the, the first time in the entirety of this whole 95 King of the Ring was the uh, the promo with Tatanka yeah. staring down the cameraman. He sort of sways, doesn't he? Like, yeah. You know, it's like looking, staring, he looks say, I'm going to kill you, cameraman. Like this, um, but he took the red out of his hair because he was yeah. evil. Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah. all in, in all black because evil to yeah. apparently. Yeah, evil to Tonka. I'm surprised he didn't grow a goatee beard. <laughs> he's one step away from it. I, I'm surprised he wasn't the WWE champion all the time. To be honest, <laughs> oh, you say that, but he but had like he, an undefeated he... streak for about a year. Oh yeah, yeah. Until Ludwig Borger appeared and yeah. just dismantled just him. him. Um, he also had a very good uh, action figure toy. To Tonka, it was the arms out, and uh, you could uh, bring the fists in oh, right, on yeah. uh, on hinges, yeah. and then you could twist him at the, uh, oh, the and waist spun, like, and spun round, yeah, a bit like a Texas toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same uh, same toy models. I mean, most of the yeah. people were based on on the same one. So there you go. That is the pay per view. Um, oh, uh, don't forget Hakushi uh, interfered as well. Oh yes. Oh, that Fallen now, Angels music initially. That. Yeah. That set up a very good match, which is going to be our future. You're the next um, Botch the Broadway, in fact, so, okay. uh, which I'll talk about. What are you now? Oh, go on. Why not? Okay, so for the next regular show that we do, uh, the Botch the Broadway is going to be uh, from 1995. And bearing in mind, it's the next pay-per-view after this one. Is it In Your House? In Your House 2. Oh, okay. Not number right. one. It might be. It might be actually a pay per view after that. In your house two. Okay? okay. Which I've never seen. Which you've never seen. Um, it was a bad year. It was a bad year. <laughs> but I think. Well, basically, I'll be a bit honest with you. Yeah. We've watched some pretty dreadful pay per views mm. in this box to Broadway. Yeah. We need an actual uh, a pretty a decent yeah, one yeah. in there. Okay. I think, considering what you just watched, mm. which is one of the worst pay per views I think I've ever seen. Yeah. In your house two. 
is a cracking pay-per-view. Okay. okay? Well. And I would say it has two, if not three, of the 1995 Match of the Year candidates in there. Ooh, Ooh that's very so good. Great. Very good. Including yeah. the best ever Jeff Jarrett match as well. Yeah. That's not interesting. Okay. So, so that was dreadful. Um, yeah, turnbuckle rating. Uh, uh, one. One. I, and I only give that on the on the basis of uh, Bret Hart's technical uh, excellence, because he is the excellence yeah. of execution, uh, and for Shawn Michaels just turning up. I don't. I mean, was it one or was it Total Bella? It's it's borderline Total Bella, but I, yeah, for, for, for for the presence of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, I have to give it a one. Yeah, but but Shawn Michaels, um, Shawn Michaels drawn with karma. And Bret Hart had the king of the, the, a match against Jerry. I mean, by this point, yeah, oh, his um, feud with Jerry Lord had been going on two years. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, total Bella. Total Bella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've twisted my arm on that one. Absolutely yeah. mental. Yeah, two year feud with Jerry Lawler. <laughs> well, it's everything was a lot slower those days. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like the eighties when uh, Hulk Hogan's feud with Macho Man lasted five years. <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> Oh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant just lasted forever. Didn't yeah. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. Um, what do we do next? Well, shall we go through the best five matches of the, the that we had? So we've got both of those listed. Okay, so, so best five matches. So shall I go um, first, or do you want to? Go I think first? you can go first. So we chose you. Your challenge from the last um, last show when we prepped this one yep. was that you were going to try and find five, ideally four turnbuckle matches for. The man, your man, your, man. <laughs> your guy, yeah. the man, the one, Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass, the one Billy Gunn, and badass Billy Gunn. Now, bear in mind, he is your man. <laughs> so, I've no... Oh, and he couldn't be in tag team, it had to be singles. Yep, singles competition. So, I have no doubt that you have found five top-notch matches. Now, let me just say... I am betting these matches are all in ninety eight and ninety nine. Right. Okay. okay. So, well, taking away you know, old um, old real deal. Let's you, see what well, you've got. Let me got. just say first, you are wrong on the nineteen ninety eight front. Oh, okay. So we'll move on there. But what I will subtext this uh, this situation as and, and this list as is Billy Gunn and the quest for the gimmick that would stick. <laughs> ah, because okay. throughout all of this, I mean, it's not. I haven't covered any of the uh, the Chuck Palumbo era oh, no, Billy no, Gunn no. stuff, no. but throughout all it's of this, the most he, entertaining stuff he did. Yeah, that, wasn't yeah. It? So throughout all of this, he is the badass Billy Gunn. Yes. He is Mister Ass Billy Gunn. He is also the one Billy Gunn. Oh dear! And um, that's in the space of about eighteen months. Yeah, so, I remember wasn't a good eighteen months. I, I, I just. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so in I, I've sort of put these in a kind of order that that okay. I uh, quite because uh, could manage. But I think the thing with Billy Gunn was at one point he was being poised to be the next big star. Yeah, when he when he won that King of the Ring, he got a big push. Like Ninety nine, he, yeah, yeah. he had a big push. Uh, going into uh, two thousand as well, or throughout two thousand, he uh, gone pop that Dr Pepper. Pop it. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sorry, where was I? Oh, sorry, I was, I was distracted. Man. Man. Yeah, man. Man. So, um, basically, yeah, well, following my viewing of, of the network and finding these matches, uh, I would like to retract the, the statement made by the 15 year old me back in the day, uh, or 17 year old, whatever the age was. Uh, and no, uh, I refuse to let that happen. That's not happening. Well, I'm I'm retracting it. It's it's clearly uh, a mistake. Uh, I he's not as good a wrestler as 
I thought at the time. I've got a theory on this, but I'll come to it after you've named your five Take matches. 15 years to realise okay. yeah. so oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, I've not watched wrestling for about 10 years of that. So, so that still go, go for your... So your let's go through the matches, right? Match. So uh, match number five, the King of the Ring 99 final versus X-Pac. Okay. okay. Uh, now, that match, he became the King of the Ring... Um, king of the ring and he won your heart yeah he became he, king now didn't next one go into that match yes I did like the pay-per-view he cuts before it where he goes I'm going for your neck <laughs> yeah. was quite good yeah uh, so that's match number five number four Wrestlemania 15 opening match of the, the card hardcore title match oh, hardcore okay. Holly against Al uh, and Al Snow triple threat okay did, um, did he go in as the hardcore champion? He went champion? in as the hardcore he champion. He did not come out as a hardcore champion. Hardcore, hardcore Holly. Holly. Yeah. Although Hardcore Holly pinned Al Snow in that match. Yes. Now, uh, I've got the a... typical uh, triple threat end yeah, match. That's sort it. Of. I've got a recurring theme for, for all of these as well. Um, <laughs> it's going to be. I've got a feeling this recurring, recurring theme is going to be that... It's not just one-on-one matches. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. That's the only the only one where it's not one-on-one. Okay, so I so, think those two aren't too bad. No, the, what was the first one? I forgot what it was already. Uh, King, uh, King of the Ring final. final. Yeah, and then the WrestleMania one. Yeah, I, I can get that, yeah. Uh, so number three, a uh, bit of potentially obscure, uh, Raw on the 6th of September 1999, he challenged Triple H for the WWF title. Oh, okay. And this was a match where China was banned from ringside. Right. So uh, that was quite interesting, but it had a decent. Jimmy didn't off. win. No, he didn't win that one. <laughs> he challenged and he lost. Yes. Um, the uh, the the basic premise for the match is that uh, Triple H brings in the title belt. He goes to smack Billy Gunn. He misses. He drops the belt. Billy Gunn gets it. Smacks Triple H. Slow count. Um, well, not slow count. The the ref is slow to begin yeah. the count. Unconscious. And uh, yeah, he's uh, distracted. And uh, Billy Gunn could have won the title, oh. but he didn't. Oh, such a shame. Uh, so match number two out of uh, the top five, uh, Armageddon 2000, yeah. uh, losing the Intercontinental title against Chris Benoit. Don't even remember that ever happening. Nope. Yeah, it was a surprise. Billy Gunn yeah. lost. So that title. means, yeah. was he the Intercontinental champion of the this, one Billy Gunn then? This ties in uh, to the oh, number one match. Where I he won, that. he won the IC title of Eddie Guerrero. Of Eddie Guerrero, right, SmackDown, SmackDown, twenty third of November two thousand. That when Eddie Guerrero just cheated on China. Yeah, mm. yeah, I remember that bit? That era. Yep. So you've got how long was he the Intercontinental Champion? For um, it was about three weeks, oh. something like that. Um, so time. yeah, so we went into that, but the the, the recurring theme is that there's normally a title involved. Yeah, and invariably he loses. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, but. And the, the, the other recurring theme as well, if you look at all the people he took on, I mean, he, I'm even going to include X-Park, Harcourt, Holly and Al Snow in this, he was carried to a good match. Yeah. Triple H, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, even the you know the three at the, uh, the top Ring. end of the list, they carried him yeah. to a good match. I, I don't think, in hindsight, <laughs> I was wrong and I apologise. <laughs> um, I've, I've got, well, he's not taking it back. Um, I've got a theory on this and okay. that is this. The reason Billy Gunn was your man <laughs> was because you appreciate a good hairdo. Oh yes. Um, so <laughs> putting you on putting, <laughs> makes sense. putting you on the spot now. Hair versus hair. Who'd win? Billy Gunn. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. You prefer AJ Styles yeah. hair to Billy Gunn's blonde locks? No question. What about when Billy Gunn used to be in the smoking guns? 
Still oh, AJ Styles. Still got, AJ Styles. Billy got tired of his little gun. What about Tash versus Tash? Billy Gunn against ooh, Steve Blackman, I guess. I don't know. Or Dan the Man Severin. Yeah, yeah, that would be quite a different. That'd be a Tash versus Tash match. Yeah, Dan the Man Severin versus yeah. Billy Gunn. Oh, that would be that would be quite difficult. Um, I reckon Dan the Man Severin. You got to go. With yeah, that. I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. Or Bart Gunn against Dan the Man Severin. But they did that in the. Uh, 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 what Brawl was it called? No. Brawl for All. Yeah. Brawl for All, yeah. 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 Less said about that, the better. Indeed. So, so uh, your top five matches, Mabel. Yeah, no, you think... Are these for star quality as well? Um, <laughs> incidentally, all but, of the matches I picked out were probably two turnbuckles at best. Or are these just matches um, that you found that's got uh, Mabel in? Except for maybe Eddie Guerrero. That that was possibly a three, but... Uh, um, God. These matches, um, oh, incidentally, oh, dreadful. Be- before you get, well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but before you get into this, are we talking solely Mabel matches? Or are we talking post Mabel Viscera as well? Are we going a bit of Daddy V? A bit of, well? There's a big Daddy V oh, one in right. there. Okay, yeah. Do you even know the big Daddy oh, V? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, um, I was still around for that. So, um, I think I'll just what a I'll start this by um, saying that. There was, by the end of trying to search through 20, 30 <laughs> matches, there was one main characteristic that I looked for on this, mm. and that is that the two points on the um, the bar at the bottom of the, uh, <laughs> Very of, of, the of the TV show yeah. was as short as possible. Yeah. Um, because basically Mabel, I figured out now, had 60 to 90 seconds worth of steam in him, yeah. and at that point it was all gone. <laughs> it was all gone. So, um, interesting enough... Uh, so um, I, I just have to make the point as well that his matches are so bad that you couldn't just focus on one character. You've had to go yeah. through pretty much everything he's ever done. Interesting enough, there is one match where he is a face and the okay. rest of them are since he'd be turned heel right. around the end of the And ring. started showing off the blubber. Yeah, so yeah. Um, the yeah. first <laughs> match, which is is bizarrely entertaining, um, okay. was on June, um, no, sorry, January the 30th, 1995, um, I believe just the, the Raw after the Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, and it was King Kong Bundy versus Mabel. Um, that's <laughs> oh, a sign yeah. that you believe. Oh. And that face Mabel, so he's in his big blobbery, blonde oh. sort of um, oh, melanation. In an over-the-top rope battle. So right. they had to fight to push either of them over the top rope. Um, that match only finished when the whole of the Million Dollar Corporation came out and eliminated Mabel. Right. Um, just the sight of that was quite entertaining, <laughs> to be honest. Um, How many it, people were in the uh, Million Dollar Corporation at this point? Um, you had Tonka, Psychosid, Karma, um, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, there was at least five people mm. came out to nice. over the top rope. Um, so that was that one. And Bundy, obviously. And Bundy himself, yeah, that's true. Um, then we go to um, In Your House 5, um, okay, where cool. he took on The Undertaker in a casket match. Ah, okay. um, Undertaker, I believe at this point, had his mask on because Mabel had crushed his face at a previous match. Or, Kayfabe? Or... Um, uh, I think oh, it was a genuine actually, injury yeah. that was at first, but I don't think he kept it on for a while. It made the under- it was the first time I think the Undertaker went from looking a bit silly hmm. to looking like he had some proper attitude on him, you know, hmm. um, because mainly his face was completely bruised and men- hmm. messed up, and even you could see the bruising. Um, so that was that. Um, I can't remember why it was it was good. I think it was just <laughs> relatively acceptable. Oh, I mean, just actually, it there's a break. really strange point in this match, yeah. which was. Um, Mabel should have won this match um, in terms of he, he, he um, did some sort of 
power slam belly to belly flop on the table. Right. Um, <laughs> was it the the the, 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 yeah. the old kill, man Jerry uh, killed, killed Undertaker, rolled him all the way to the edge of the ring, put him in the casket, and it was a massive casket, yeah. double wide, double deep, you know. Yeah. Um, Undertaker was lying at the bottom of the casket. Um, and then instead of Mabel leaning over and closing it, mm-hmm. he walked away. They, I believe in the match, they actually closed the casket and then realised, oh, God, we shouldn't have done that. Um, and Mabel then walks out the other side of the ring, all the way around the ring, before he goes to shut it then. And only just as he puts the casket down does the Undertaker stop him. Mm. Then he drags him, they fight, and then Mabel steps over into the casket to get the Undertaker. Then the Undertaker right. beats him, and then he runs off. And I believe Stupid. his partner ends up in the casket with him. Um, <laughs> so it was quite entertaining, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, then we've got um, Mabel versus Ken Shamrock in 1998, Raw, just before the Royal Rumble, uh, when he made yep. his return. Was there an ankle lock? Um, there was an ankle ankle lock um, but it broke up by interference but it was mm. wasn't too bad um, and then my last two are matches from the new breed of ECW uh, you know, when, when he had his top off at the end of his <laughs> oh, with his, oh, um, uh, one match was um, and this is when he was being pushed for the main event of ECW um, one match um, which was the first one which was the best match I've seen him in was uh, Big Daddy V versus uh, with the manager at that time Matt Stryker um, and Big Daddy V at No Mercy 2007 October the 7th 2007 um in a match against the CM, uh, so the ECW champion CM Punk. Um, it was in Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, it was a three or four minute matchup, um, which is the main event for ECW that night. Um, wow. And um, there was one point where he was sat on top of Punk, just punk- punching him, but basically his breasts were in Punk's face. <laughs> and, all um, and it went to DQ because Matt Stryker attacked CM Punk. Um, that was then followed up a few months later at Armageddon 2007, obviously mixed uh, mixed uh, show pay-per-view, yeah. um, December 16, 2007, with Mark Henry and uh, Big Daddy V oh versus Kane and CM Punk. Oh dear. Oh, oh dear. Mm, that that, that sounds dreadful. Anyway, those are the five best matches I can find. I don't envy you that task of having to find those. No. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's never mention that man's name again. Yeah, so uh, let's move on to the top five non King of the Ring tournament matches at the King of the Ring. Well, I've only got four, so. Okay, um, <laughs> the top four then. So I, if you could think of another one, that would be useful. Um, I, I put it down to this um, <clears throat> the top five matches, and I put them in order, I think, of what the top five would be. So number okay. five, there is no number five. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four. Austin, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin in a ladder match against Vincent Shane McMahon for the ownership of the company uh, yes. in 1999. Yep. Classic, classic Vincent Shane. Brilliant match. They get absolutely pummeled by Austin, as you'd expect. There are comedy moments where Austin's climbed up the ladder that pushed him off, where like Shane goes on Vince's shoulders and he's trying to reach up for the, the thing because Austin's got the ladder and he won't let him have it. <laughs> um, stuff like that, they're trying to like push each other up using their hands and like standing on each other and things like this. Um, Austin goes to win. Briefcase gets moved up into the air. It gets pulled uh, up. Uh, really good, uh, yeah. really good match, actually. Um, really good. Can't, can you remember it? Can you 
Uh, well, I caught a bit of it when uh, I was going through King of the Ring 99 for um, Billy Gunn's yeah. uh, final match. So, yeah, I watched a bit of that um, earlier today, as it happens. Yeah. So, yes, I do remember it because it's quite fresh in the memory. And, uh, yes, it's quite good. Oh, Joey? Yeah, I, I remember that, man. I'm still not sure. It might be my uh, old age and my memory. Probably. Giving out, I still don't recall whether they actually revealed who was moving that briefcase at the end of the match. Oh, heaven no. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice just went. Carl Hebner. Can't remember that one. Actually, it's a good point. Because that that was the only bit that never made sense. Like, okay, so they don't want Austin to win, but who's moving yeah. that briefcase? Linda McMahon. Mm. So that was um, that was probably um, people power. Mm. People power probably, indeed. Probably Johnny um, Anson Johnny. So then we go to number three. Um, the Rock, a very a match at which. Um, I'd forgot it happened, but I forgot it was, it was a very good match. Um, it was actually at King of the Ring 99 as well for the WWE Championship. So it was overshadowed by Vince versus and Shane versus yeah. Austin and the King of the Ring. It was that era. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> actually, I have got another one in there. So this is actually number four. Oh, no, I'm not, sorry. Ignore my stupid comment. Wait. Right. <laughs> Rock Ignoring. versus The Undertaker for the uh, WWE cha- yeah. WWF Championship. Very decent match. Is this um, Corporate Ministry? Corporate era. Ministry Undertaker versus uh, Fresh Face Rock because hmm. he just left the, minute, the corporation. So, um, really good match. Um Undertaker defends the championship. I think it's Triple H gets involved, uh, continuing the Triple H rock feud. Yeah. feud. Um, brilliant. Really good match. Really mm. good wrestling for quite an injured Undertaker at the time. He was quite battered at that yeah, point yeah. and he was still going for it. <clears throat> um, second match, number two. Um, you can't say any other than this Mankind versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, oh, 1998, King of the Ring. Um, yeah, we just... probably do need to do that match in one of our specials, really, because yeah. that is just an awesome match. Um, well, saying awesome match, it's it's an, a spectacle. It's um, it's a series of high awesome, spots. I don't think it's an awesome match. No. What's awesome about it is that the the wrestling that Mick Foley does after the high spots mm. is actually half decent when mm. he's um, completely out of it. <laughs> still, yeah, still zoned out. Um, <clears throat> and then the best match, which I still I definitely think is the best match of any King of the Ring I can remember, is um, I believe it's a street fight. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle in King of the Ring 2000. Oh, oh yes, yes. when he threw him That's... through the, the glass. So you've watched this recently, haven't you? Yeah, I did. I forgot how good it was. Well, I say good, I remember Angle suplexing Shane directly onto his head into the concrete and just winning painfully as he yeah. did it over and over again until the glass, until the glass went. Yeah. Do you think it was supposed to break first time? I think so. I well, think somebody <laughs> screwed up. And, and Do you think it was the next panel over? From, from, <laughs> the, from the story that I've heard of it, because uh, Ric Flair was talking about it. Woo! Woo! Because Ric Flair is completely trustworthy. Well, that's true. Uh, but he said he, he spoke to... What, hang on, what are you saying about Ric Flair? Flair, the, president. Yeah. Woo! Carry on. But what apparently Kurt Angle said was that um, Chain McMahon... <clears throat> Kurt Angle said, "We can't. I can't throw it. You didn't go through. We can't do it again." I whispered it, and Shane Man just said, "Just throw me through it again, damn it!" And then it didn't work again. And he just kept saying, "I'm going through that glass." Um, but they said, like they say, this is one of the reasons Shane Man is a legend because he just mm. puts himself through hell yep. that he really doesn't need to put his body through. Um, but you, that match was just. Was that the pay per view that then Kurt Angle also was in the King of the Ring pay per tournament? He didn't win it, but wasn't he trying to become two time King of the Ring or something like that? I don't, 
Let me have a look. King of the Ring 19... Uh, King of the Ring 2000. It sounds vaguely possible, but I, I don't think so. Uh, let's have a quick look. But either way, I mean, Kurt Angle at this point was like at the height of his WWE career. The invasion was just about to start. Um, so let's have yeah, a look. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Angle defeated Christian yeah, and King of the Ring. He defeated okay. Christian and King of the Ring title. He defeated... And then Edge defeated Kurt Angle in the finals match. Yeah, and then Kurt Angle then, defeated Shane McMahon in the street fight. Yeah. So Kurt Angle in that event wrestled three different matches. Yeah, um, uh, tw- twenty minutes, minutes for the first two matches. Twenty minutes, forty-six minutes of matches, yeah. and that. But that street fight was <coughs> insane, absolutely yeah. insane. So you, you know, you couldn't. They couldn't have got any more money out of Kurt Angle that mm. night, really. Um, and obviously, he was the King of the Ring winner the year before. So there you go. Um, so those are the the best non King of the Ring matches. Do you want to know what the worst King of the Ring match of all time, not including tournament matches, is? Uh, go on, then. Let's go on. Let's take that one off. Um, it hurts me to say this because one of them is one of my my all star heroes. Is it one um, of your guys? Is it your man? <laughs> is it your man? I wouldn't say that. Nineteen ninety three. I'm lying to you. Sorry. Nineteen ninety four, and I remember being so excited for this as a kid. The return of Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> taking on Jerry the King Lawler uh, at King of the Ring 94. Now, I dare you to go back and watch this match because it's... I've never watched King of the Ring 94. There you go. Well, this is... this is First of all, Roddy Piper had short hair, which is just wrong. Short, yeah. neatly cropped fact, hair. I, I'm just, starting just, to question oh, just exactly how much wrestling I haven't watched because I, I was really into it. You know it what wrestling in. is? Uh, something with sticks, isn't it? Mm. Um... I remember when I was younger, I watched it religiously, but I mean, there were a lot of pay-per-views that we didn't get. Yeah. So we only got the big four and that no, was it. we got so, King of the Ring. I remember watching Well, I got King of the Ring 93, but I, for some reason I didn't get uh, the, the subsequent ones. But, but I mean, I was really into it from 95 in particular onwards. I, I believe with this pay-per-view, what had happened with this storyline was that... Um, I'm, I'm disgusted Piper, in myself. Roddy Piper came back at WrestleMania 10 to referee uh, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna in the final of the, Yokozuna number the, one. the, the main event. Um, Jerry Lawler slagged him off on commentary, obviously. Um, and then they had a face-to-face and Raw the next night. I then have a bit of a feeling that Roddy Piper wasn't contracted to come on to the shows at all and he didn't show up until King of the Ring. Hmm. So what they did was Jerry Lawler beat up a Roddy Piper fan Right. Who then came out to the ring to manage Roddy Piper in this... this, this uh, I remember ring. that, yeah. Now... The fan wasn't particularly good at anything, um, no. and eventually he came into the ring to slap him. But it just looked like Roddy Piper couldn't be bothered to be there. It was like <laughs> it was just so poor. It's like he was just like I, the one person I want to fight is Jerry Lawler. Um, so was it on par with his um, uh, Hollywood backlot brawl with uh, Goldust? You see, I quite like that match. Um, but what are you saying, match? Yeah, fight. Um, <laughs> I don't know what what would you call it. It was that weird out. Look, if if this if this match was a two turnbuckle race in the Hollywood backlot brawl would be a six turnbuckle. Oh, um, that's how bad this is. Oh, um, it is dreadful. So you know, I'm not saying you have to, but at some point, if you ever get to uh, think, oh, I want to really waste a good half an hour um, and feel depressed mm. and miserable about wrestling. Uh, Roddy Piper versus Jerry Lawler, um, King of the Ring Nightfall. <laughs> um, really, really poor. 
really poor. I look forward to watching that. I've got probably one. Well, I'm on ninety three on the network at the moment, so um, building up to WrestleMania nine. So I've got Giant Gonzalez and Undertaker. Oh, have you got to the Battle Royal that John Gonzalez wins yet? Um, are we talking the Battle Royal on Raw that yeah, uh, that yeah. he interrupts and Razor Ramon? Oh, that's it. No one would be in it if he was yeah. in it. That was it. Yeah. So, uh, John Gonzalez, uh, the, the one I've just watched, uh, the one episode of Raw I've just watched, um, John Gonzalez comes in. Um, you've got two heels, two faces at the end of the match. Um, Gonzalez comes in and eliminates the faces and one of the heels. Razor Ramon wisely escapes under the mm-hmm. rope. John Gonzalez goes, ah. Disappears. Razor Ramon gets back in the ring. Goes, yes, I have won. Ha ha. And yep. the end. Um, Dreadful. Yeah, awful. So, um, yeah. There you go. Um, so, uh, do you want to do the best King of the Ring winner of all time? And then we'll move on to our last two little yeah. bits. Yeah. I mean, King of the Ring um, winners. King of the Ring does not um, advertise that much for your career, really, does it? No. no. Is it? Apart from maybe one or two people. Now, so, uh, if I just run through. Before you do, can I just clarify uh, for, for the audience and for my own benefits as well? When we say the best King of the Ring winner. Are we talking in terms of their wrestling ability generally? The the fact, uh, the the push that they received potentially after I winning. Think, or, I think, um, or is there a number of factors? I think a bit of both. I think mean, their wrestling ability generally, but I suppose it is what the King of the Ring did for them. I think right. because um, <clears throat> you could argue that some of the winners have been extremely good wrestlers, but they never got any out of it. Hmm. So I'll go through from the oh, start no, of the the nineteen ninety three pay-per-view um, to the most recent King of the Rings. Yep. This is, um, I believe, the list of people that have won King of the Rings, either tournaments on Raw or tournaments on the pay-per-view. So, um, 1993, Bret Hart won. Yep. 94, the uh, the Black Heart, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart. Yep. Uh, 95, as we'll all never forget now, Mabel. Mabel. <laughs> um, I mean, look at the difference. 95, Mabel. 96 Steve Austin. Yeah. You know, uh, 97 Triple H. Yeah. 98 Ken Shamrock. Yep. 99 Billy Gunn. Uh, of course. 2000 Kurt Angle. Um, 2001 Edge. Uh, 2002 Rock Lesnar. Um, then there was a massive gap because that's when the pay per view finished. Um, then we had Keen Booker. Um, then we had William Regal. Can you dig it? Then Seamus. Then the last one, Wade Barrett. Hmm. So, who do you think is the best ever out of those lot, King of the Rings, in terms of how much he did? Uh, for their career, Steve Austin. Yeah, yes, I, for impact on their career, it's got to be Austin, because that was his whole birth of Austin 316. I mean, you think if Austin hadn't have said that, that done that interview hmm. at the end... Do you reckon it would just been a forgotten thing because the, oh, you yeah. ever watched that King of the Ring? It's he, not the best King of the no, Ring. No, no, the King of the Ring would have been forgotten. Austin would have carried on on his career tra- trajectory. Ooh. That would have still continued on. But it, I think, it cemented the uh, the the rise of the Attitude Era and, and the push forward, and and certainly defeating Jake the Snake Roberts as well. It was like uh, out with the old, in with the new. <coughs> Definitely. Um, the do you, if you think actually made the best use of the King of the Ring in terms of the actual gimmick, I mean, uh, Bret Hart didn't do it. Owen Hart did the did sort of do the King of Hearts yeah. thing, which worked quite nicely. There, um, there are two Mabel's ways. Was dreadful. I mean, I I noticed as well you've missed out the uh, the eighties King of the Rings because we've got Harley Race, we've got Haku, Randy Savage, Randy Savage, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, temporarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, Randy Savage is obviously the best of all. Oh yeah, Macho King um, was uh, yeah. 
I mean, in terms of people who actually use the gimmick anywhere, Austin never King did. King Booker. Triple never did. That's, that's triple. Triple H never <laughs> did. Uh, Kurt Angle used it for about 10 seconds before Commissioner Michaels and Mick Foley came out and mocked him. About the very, mm. uh, I think it was M- M- Mick Foley, sorry, I'm raw. Um, well, Brock Lesnar never even mentioned it. It was just nah. his way to get a title match. And then Book King Booker. Well, Booker really sold it, and Wade yeah. Barrett emphasised it until he. Shameless left. tried to do it, but it just destroyed his career. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So there you go, sir. Okay, that wasn't too hard, was it? Uh, the mm. best ever King of the Ring is Steve Austin. Yeah. As if we needed to even do that sequence. Well, that's it. So best King of the Ring, Steve Austin. Best use of the gimmick, King, King Booker. Booker yeah. There we go. So. Um, We'll save main event jobber for the very, very end. Yes. Yeah. So overrated or underrated? I don't know what this is. So, okay, um, so overrated, underrated this week for you two to maybe have a chat about more than okay. me. Um, is this person overrated, underrated? I think the key thing on this one is to not put um, nostalgia or not put the emotions that it brings <clears> to into play. Um, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart, overrated Ooh. or underrated? Underrated. Next question. Well, yeah, there that, we go. That, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the way I was going to go. With um, it. He he had the technical ability of Brett, but he never received the same level of of, of push. I mean, he was tag teamed with Coco Beware in the uh, the early nineties. Well, I was going to say, well, and even before that, yeah. Jim, the, he had the new foundation. Yeah, uh, the then Blue Blazer. High energy. Yeah, the Blue Blazer. Um, um I I don't think what he's do you ever... think it was that never. I, I I think he was his best point was when he was feuding with Brett. Obviously, yeah. because of Brett in Hart. The, the, the two-time Slammy Award-winning Owen Hart, that was his best And run, he was good in tag team with the British Bulldog. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he had the technical ability to succeed on his own, but I don't think the, the booking did him any favours. He was more often seen as a tag team wrestler than a singles wrestler. And as a result, outside of his... Um, feud with Brett I don't really think he but was he a tag team wrestler rather than a singles wrestler because did he have the personality to sell himself as a main event wrestler well he because... wasn't a nugget well yeah that's but, going to be my point as well you know it's um, I, I don't know whether he did I know he was an amazing wrestler mm. but you look at the Hart family to be quite honest you, it was quite amazing that Bret Hart, because he wasn't the best on the mic either. Oh, no, no, no. Um, uh, that, but he just had the look and the... I, I the... don't think, I think in Owen's case, I don't think he had the uh, the tools put in front of him to develop in that mm. area. That's my thought on it. I just don't think he was given what he needed to, to get to the next level. I mean, Bret had all of that and he was given that push. As you say, he wasn't great on the mic, but at the same time... He was a competent and very popular champion, and there's no saying that Owen couldn't have done the same thing. Instead, he ended up being lumbered with uh, the the Blue Blazer gimmick at the, the very end. And well, that know, and Jeff Jarrett. And yeah, you got to think after the whole uh, Montreal screw job. Even though he did stay with Vince, you got to assume Vince was probably still annoyed that he was still there and mm. refused to well, push him. Interestingly, though, after the only main event push he had after the part of the Bret Hart one was after the Montreal Screwjob where he had DX in your house that he yeah. took on uh, Shawn Michaels in a match he was never going to win uh, because it just it just pushed the yeah. Montreal thing into a storyline effectively. Mm. Um, must have been some quite harsh uh, harsh times, I would imagine, as being a Hart family member still being in the WWE yeah. at that point. Because at that point, Jim Neidhart <laughs> and the British Bulldog bought themselves out of their contracts and followed yeah. Brett to WCW, mm-hmm. which obviously the British Bulldog then regret because he broke his back. 
Well, uh, uh, I've shoddy ring. Like yeah. you said, uh, as well, uh, but there, there is that. But I mean, I watched. Um, uh, oh, what was it? Um, WCW. Is he going to get the right event? No, no. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> but it's 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, start of 93, and uh, British Bulldog has just moved to WCW at that yes. point. He's in his classic era of that. Um, and it's just like he's in WWF, but in a smaller ring. Yeah. Um, what was I, the point of that little bit there? None at all. No. Um, <laughs> there, there was an intended point, but I lost it. Um, so... So overrated or underrated? I would say underrated, but only because he there, there are a number of factors against him. Mostly, if Vince, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, because I I I, think, I don't want to say how I think at the minute, but if he hadn't died, hmm. do you think we'd still remember who Owen Hart was massively? If he was just I, retired, three, I, four think years later? Yeah, I, th- I think we, I think yeah, yeah, he'd still yeah. be uh, still be remembered and, and known perhaps not to the extent that he well, is just be remembered as the lesser good heart wrestler yeah well um, don't forget uh, Survivor Series 94 where the other heart brothers came out to fight oh, uh, I don't oh, mean the others the others are a disgrace <laughs> right um, the others are nothing about their own heart that's but, it yeah um, interesting I, I do I, I, I always thought that I think the best period of his wrestling was between when he turned on Brett yeah, but I do really enjoy the uh, the British Bulldog Owen Hart, Hart yeah. tag team, and I think the reason that that works so well, even though they're supposed to be heels and they started coming across, it's almost like a, a similar thing to like what happens in the New Days. That people enjoyed them quite a lot. Yeah, I think, yeah. the tag teams. They were unofficially they were heels, but they were faces. But the the company couldn't cope with that at the mm. time. Um, and, but I think what worked so well was they obviously had such a close relationship that they just. They could just work together. It was yeah. seamless. Um, <laughs> and there is the bell. Um, but, but we're going to keep going. What we're going to do, we'll go into overtime. Extra time. It's <laughs> sudden death. Yeah. So now one pinball to the end. There we go. So, uh, <laughs> so, but, so I think, um, what would you say? Underrated, overrated, sorry. Um, I would say underrated. I mean, the only caveat I have against him, really... Is that he did do in Steve Austin's neck with that awful, awful pile driver? Yeah, yeah. Forgot um, about that. yeah. Although, because uh, I, I watched that recently on the Monday Night Wars, and uh, it's the worst finish to a match ever because Owen Hart just goes, "I'm going to fall over and you're going to pin." Well, it's, it's been a really difficult situation in some respects. <laughs> I mean, obviously, realistically, wise, maybe Owen should have just pinned him and just stay left figure out the new storyline. But yeah. when you're in that situation, or um, or get him to put him in like a uh, submission hold or something, or he has one. Stop the match. Yeah. That and then do it again. Yeah. 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 Um, Never mind. But, but yeah, I'd say underrated. Jerry? Yeah, I'd have to go with underrated as well. I agree. I do actually agree. Yeah. I just wanted to try and make it more difficult to get there. <laughs> um, the one thing I think also is, um, obviously the Blue Blazer, dreadful it led to the end it did. Hmm. Um, but, he has a really decent match against the very young uh, Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania 5, the Blue mm. Blazer versus Mr. Perfect. It's only a quick match, yeah. but there's so much skill in that match of, um, of Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig versus, uh, versus the Blue Blazer. And it's like, I think it's like probably a five minute match, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But it, it's really decent in, in quite an mm. overpacked card of not so amazing wrestling. Yeah, is yeah. That really sticks out. So there you go. Um, and Next. finally, uh, final piece for the, the episode. For this King of the Rings special, the main event jobber. 
This is going all the way back to the, the first one, and ironically, it's not the main event because it's right in the middle of the card. But, no, um, but it was advertised as yeah. the main event, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it's on the the cover they of the video. Got it. This is the one thing they did get right actually is mm. that the main event was actually um, Bret Hart. Well, actually, yes, probably Bret Hart versus. Uh, I think it was Bam Bam Bigler in the final. Mm. Of the ring. So um, they actually got the fact that the King of the Ring was the main, main event. thing. The, the the problem is that then led on to Jerry Lawler starting his feud, which lasted for over two years. Yes, ago. forever in um, a day. Uh, so yeah, the the main event jobber for this week is Hulk Hogan versus Yoko Zuna, which uh, I've been watching kind of in the background as well. Yeah. Now, and, uh, interesting enough, as we so we've got this on the screen now as we're watching it. Um, Hulk Hogan at this point had uh, been away since WrestleMania 8 um, and he'd only had one match in He that came time, back briefly at WrestleMania um, 9. For WrestleMania 9 to yeah. defend his friend, Brutus the Bar Beefcake. Oh, he, no, and then he, yeah, and then he rocked up he in then, the main event. He then used his Hulker manipulation skills um, <laughs> to uh, tell Vince that he needed to get into the main event somehow. Um, but what a difference a year makes because just look at that man in that ring now. That is not the same Hulk Hogan that you saw at no. WrestleMania 8. Is He's it? Uh, slimmed down quite significantly. Um, yeah, it's almost so, as if there's been a steroids uh, scandal. Yeah, that's it. So Hogan is not the man he used to be. Also, his hair is he's a lot like it's, it's like in this match for example. His, his hair's like gone really long, like it did at WCW. So he's yes. really bold and long. Um, um, I mean, the point I made was that it's like WCW era Hulk Hogan, but in a WWF. Yeah, ring. like he was converting ready. Yeah. Now, what is interesting about this match? Then, obviously, Bret Hart lost the title at um, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. Hogan comes out, does his little spiel um, where he, oh, sorry, Fuji challenges him. 30 seconds later, he's the champion. Dreadful end to WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Um, what is interesting about this matchup in the commentary when, when the match starts, Randy Savage is clearly just annoyed by this whole thing. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, one of the fans yeah. said it should have been uh, Hogan versus Bret Hart. I agree with that, but never mind. You know, um, <laughs> and... What I do like about this, oh, there's Hogan doing his usual sort of like I'm fit on the floor, which yeah. means I'm about to hold up in the next few minutes. Um, what I do like about this matchup is there is clearly something wrong with one of the photo, uh, the, one of the photographers mm. at the start of the match <laughs> because there's all these normal looking Japanese um, and Orient sort of photographers saying it's a national event. Um, and there's one with a massive sort of dreadful disguise, uh, <laughs> and it's just like, why did they need to have the one with the stupid moustache be the one that is the, mm. the person that attacked Hogan? It just takes away. Look at him smiling. It takes away <laughs> any, any realism of it. Um, He's hulking up. Oh, good, here he goes. Now I actually think though, um, this match. I actually think they did a, a half decent job here because this has been quite a difficult situation for him. Yeah, because. That was Hogan. That was the the ultimate babyface for the last 10 years. Um, Hogan had to lose to Yokozuna. Now, I know they did this stupid ending, but a lot of the times in this matchup, Yokozuna like, outdid Hogan. Yeah, he hugged and, him a lot as yeah, well. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's because they're both knackered. But, yeah. I mean, like... You, it wasn't a typical Hogan squash. No, that's what I'm saying. Um, so yes, he didn't beat Hogan. Uh, sorry, he didn't beat Hogan fairly. Mm. But, but it wasn't your like typical Hogan sort of squash. It's like in a minute he does a leg drop on Yokozuna. Yeah, and Yokozuna kicks out the leg drop. Mm. Um, and the that atomic is, leg drop. Yeah, that is like the first time ever he tries to slam him like too many times in the match. Look. Mm. Um, but God, look how tired this whole Hogan routine is at the minute. I mean, look at this leg drop. Bang, there you go. And then he does 
One, two, oh, oh, look at that shot. Oh, dear. Oh, um, dear. I mean, this was all leading into um, SummerSlam 93 as well, because uh, the Yokozuna. Of Lex Luger. Yeah, the, the Lex Express. It? All aboard oh, the Lex Express. There he goes, Hulk Hogan. There, the, the, no, beard. there comes the man, the photographer, Hogan being his usual self. Oh, I'm going to pose to you. Yeah, yeah. He was going to slam me again, which would yeah. never have worked anyway. And the man who clearly has something dodgy about him, bang. That works quite well, the photography flash explosion. Chopped the neck. This is what a Squ- real leg drop looks like. Earl Bang. Earl nearly got killed by Yokozuna. And then one, two, three. Watch the Hogan character on the front row. Look at that fan. <laughs> he is devastated. And not only has he lost, mate, you are not going to see him in a WWE ring for like 10 years. So there we go. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. So this but, this was the point in which Hulk Hogan was now going to leave wrestling forever to do Thunder in Paradise. Yes. And that was going to be his career. <laughs> uh, yeah, that went well, didn't it? And uh, don't forget the likes of Suburban Commando. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Nanny. Now, what I am quite... Because a lot of people say like Hogan stole the spotlight. Um, this is right where the camera actually killed him almost here. Um, is that he actually allowed him to do this bonsai drop in a minute on him. Mm. So rather than... I did expect that this would be... Um, it's almost like they're setting this up for a Hogan return a few months later. Yeah, yeah. But I do quite... I am quite impressed that Hogan actually, after the match, lets him bonsai drop him to almost like cement it's yeah, over. Yeah. Um, whereas... You know, a lot of the times this would have been some. I don't know how they would have finished. Hogan it makes a miraculous yeah. comeback. Um, but you know, the the crowd. This is properly the end of an era here. Um, but they were saying through the whole match, like Randy Savage was like, "Yeah, you might question why he hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania itself." You know, so the, so there was clearly a lot of tension with this matchup. Uh, I actually didn't think it was actually that bad. I, you no, know, no. main event jobber, but I actually thought it was quite good. I think the thing that the the whole thing is ruined by this blooming photographer. You know, yeah. I would have much rather seen Fuji throw some salt in his eye. You know, <laughs> it would have been would have been a, a nice call back to WrestleMania nine. But yeah. I mean, it's also worth bearing in mind as well with Macho Man on on the commentary. I mean, let's never forget the classic that was Macho Man's "Be a Man Hulk" yes. rap song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know they sort of made up before Jimmy Hart there pulling him out. I know they kind of made up before uh, before Macho died, but. Well, it, you know, if you if there you, were a lot of tensions there, it, well, they they made up really. Wow. Got a question mm. there. Um, would you would you be seen in public with that outfit that Jimmy Hart's wearing right now? No. Uh, could you imagine walking down uh, like the middle of uh, a town, a city centre at night time, uh, like eleven o'clock, as the what, pubs could go? They they um, would be dressed like that. Some people would yeah. uh, at that time of day, certainly. Um, um, I, I'm very interested to see how it goes. So, but look at that photographer. I mean, come on, that is the most ridiculous thing ever. You've never seen the. Actually, he didn't, didn't even touch him. It's better than the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan WCW matchup, which you'll see one day because yes. I'm going to set it as your main event jobber. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Um, that's, well, that, yeah. that, that's it. That is that, that is, is the King of the Rings. The special. King of the Rings special. So um, who won in overtime in sudden death? Um, well, should, should we call it a, a score draw? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's go with that. Um, so we've done quite a bit there. Uh, yeah. We've had quite a good look at a few things. Um, I'm going to set some things up for the next normal show and for the next special as okay, well, if cool. you want. So for the next on, normal, then. regular show we do, um, we've already decided that uh, Botch to Broadway is going to be In Your House 2. Okay. Um, so that's that. So you're going to do a, a review, hopefully, at some point soon on the Marine films, if you could ever face watching uh, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm working my way through those. Um, 
the uh, main event jobber for the next uh, show. Um, yeah. I can't quite remember when it was, but we'll find out and we will uh, use it. It's going to be Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior at WCW. So, um, which has been voted as the worst WCW match <laughs> of all time. Happy days. Um, so that is going to be what you watch for that. Um, now, in terms of um, five matches, um, oh, I'm a bit on the spot here because I hadn't thought of this one. Um, we don't have to do it now. We can just come into it blind. Uh, but Jerry, Jerry can have... I'm assuming it'll be Jerry because we've done... The, this, this is one. true, isn't it? It's going to be a Jerry okay. one. Oh. How about... I've got one. Do you feel, well, what do you feel like, Jerry? Do you no, feel like a the, massive challenge or the, the last time it, it had to be ridiculously massive? It's hacksaw Jim Duggan painful. Yeah. Okay. So something well, slightly less painful. So, oh, so well, I was going to give you uh, five good bushwhacker matches. Oh. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, what about five good sheep herder matches? Because they're the same people. Well, this is true. Um, okay, I'm going to give you Royal Rumble where uh, Luke comes in and he goes yeah. straight out. <laughs> And it carries on, <laughs> bushwhacking all the way back to the uh, the dressing okay, room. Okay, I'm going to give you, um, I want out of you, then let's go for five good. Oh, this is an interesting one. Mm, go on. Five good Razor Ramon matches. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I wonder how easy that is. I don't know. Wow, hmm. and I mean Razor Ramon, not okay. Scott. Hall. I don't want Scott Hall. I want Razor Ramon. Are we talking? Are you disregarding yeah. WrestleMania Ten? Well, we know that's good. So, you that, that, okay. so are, are, are we? Are, are we also discounting fake Razor Ramon? Yes, we are fake. Okay. Yeah, just yes, checking. Yes, yes, so the rules are clear. Yeah, okay. that's fine. Okay, and um, I caught with an idea for a pay per view in the future. Pay per view. Why? Why do I think we are on pay per view? I don't know. Old, you're an old man, and your brain's turned to jelly. Exclusively on the WWE Network. <laughs> what is this pay per view thing? It will never catch on. It's all on closed circuit television, isn't it? Um. Anyway, <laughs> like so, the WrestleVision Classic. Yes. Um. A very um, a very interesting idea, maybe possibly the worst idea I've ever come up with. We're going to do a special, uh, which I have called the uh, Four Ages of Monday Night Raw. Okay. okay. So this isn't going to be straight away because we've got to watch four episodes of Monday Night Raw and we're going to compare them. Okay. okay. So we are going to be comparing the following Raws. So um, and I've tried to choose as close a date as possible, but the network doesn't always <laughs> allow me and um, to do this because they've got something years missing. Yep. So you're going to watch. Yeah. Um, we're going to watch and then review. I'm going to tell you how we're going to review them. Yep. Uh, we are going to watch uh, Monday Night Raw from October the 18th, 1993. Yep. Okay. Um, this is the one that I used to select the date of every year because yep. I saw it was the Randy Cross Summit. Okay. Um, and then, um, so October the 18th, 1993. October the 18th, 1998. Yeah. Um, October the 25th, 2004. Yeah. Um, and October the 14th, 2013. Okay. Okay. So those are the four rules. And what I want you to compare is the following things. Okay. Uh, I want you to rate effectively, yep. um, so we can do the turnbook rating. I want you to rate the general use of storylines during the show. Yep. Um, I want you to rate the commentary during the show. Yep. Um, have you have you already pre-vetted these four no. episodes, right? Um, Just I want you to rate the quality of the matches during the show. Yep. Um, I want you to rate the promos 
during the show. So okay. backstage pros and yep. ring pros. Um, I want you to um, give it a rating on how predictable it is or unpredictable, I suppose. And unpredictable is good if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and for each one, I want you to identify who the superstar of the show is. So who okay. is the, the the person that actually well does the best generates most interest in you so okay. that's uh four pay uh four roars effectively and obviously yep. that's probably not as much as it sounds because the first one would It'd have been be an hour 45 minutes um yeah. the second one because it would have adverts would have been an hour and 40 odd minutes and um, 25 i think they tend to average yeah. out as well. um, and probably the same for 2004 is only the last <laughs> the last one's probably gonna be a three hour one i guess yeah. if they've gone three hours at that point yeah. i think they have yeah yeah so um that's okay. gonna be a special in the future um and that, that's it, really. So um, I think that'll be quite interesting to see how Raw evolved. Um, obviously, we know about more modern Raws and yes. stuff like that, but I thought that would just... It's a nice just, mix. I think, it, yeah, I think it'd be very interesting to see whether it... it how it improved or this goes wrong or how you yeah. can compare one to the other and say, well, this is why this was good and this why why it wasn't so good in this mm. year. So... Um, so that's it. So that'll be our next problem special, and um, we'll we'll go from there. Okay, that's excellent. Does that cover everything? The like I think discuss? so. I mean, right. we've had a, a good. Long it's it's a long episode. Yeah, well, it? it is. It's yeah. the longest episode yet. Uh, so uh, I will do our usual uh, outro spiel in that case. So. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can contact us through one of the following several methods. First of all, you can send us an email, randomstoat at gmail.com. We're more than happy to hear from you. Please send those emails through. Alternatively, you can find us on the Twitters. The Twitters? The Twitters. At Huge Greenberger or at Randomstoat. Just drop us a line, follow us on there, we'll follow back, and we'll we'll have a nice chat and a conversation there. Um to download the episode, I mean, clearly you're listening to this, but uh, you can find us on multiple services. So the likes of Deezer, and I know we're on there, I've checked. Good. Deezer, Stitcher, um, iTunes, through the RSS feed on randomstoke.com. Uh, you can find us somewhere in the cloud, probably. Um, in that's the also, cloud? Are we part of the water cycle? Yeah, we are, yes. Oh, okay. So we go up, um, go along, and we turn into water rain. vapor and rain and it comes down and yeah. it goes back around it's the circle of life the circle yeah of life. um <laughs> and, uh uh what else are we on uh i think that was it i don't think we're on any other services oh and yeah you can also find us on any podcast catcher of your choice i personally use pocket casts but there are many more out there that are available good stuff so uh, i think that covers everything I so, think so uh i'm the real deal simon Pryor. I am Fallen Angel. And I am, uh, yeah, I'm Old Man Joey. And uh, we'll be back next time with some more. Uh, what was the, the phrase that you came up with for us, which we need to start using? The what, antidote, the, the wrestling antidote. The thing. fact that we are the, the British Wrestling Fans Survival Guide. That's it, yes. That's it. Yeah. The um, British Wrestling I don't want to Survival Fans. Um, why is the Iron Sheik still out the window? Oh!